Happy Sabbath. Happy Sabbath. Oh, yeah, that's better. Um, just um, a few housekeeping items. Uh, our church, if, if you go to our Facebook or our church website, you can sign up your email um, and you'll receive our weekly email newsletter. So um, it'll tell you what's happening at church, um, who's speaking from what text. Um, you'll be able to get whatever you need to get, all the information you need. Um, so what we're trying to do is, um, as our church grows more and more, uh, we're trying to have the best communication possible so that everyone knows what's happening in our church. Uh, so we have added uh, one more way to communicate with you, and that is this thing right here. Can you see this? So this is our monthly newsletter. Okay, like really cool design. We have four different designs. It'll be like different things every month. And in it, you'll be able to see what's happening for the whole month. So we're going to provide this like the, the weekend before it starts. So if you look at this one, you can see uh, what's happening the whole month of November. Who's preaching on, does it say on what? Sometimes it'll, it'll say what we're going to preach about. Um, so this is another way for us to communicate with all of you. Uh, before I start, one more announcement, and that is this coming uh, summer, next summer, our church will be going to Cambodia. So there will be a mission trip to Cambodia. It's actually June 18 through June 28. June, okay, I want you to like put this down on your calendar right now, okay? June 18 through 28, uh, we can only take... 30 people, so you need to sign up right away. Honestly, one-third is already taken. Okay, so we only have about 20 available spots left for Cambodia mission trip. So please sign up right away. So that's all the housekeeping we, need, we needed to do for today. Now, for the next four weekends, we're going to focus on mission and vision. Focus on what? Mission and vision. Our church has a revised version of mission and vision statement. Okay? The church leadership just voted this in. So this is where we're headed as a faith community. Mission and vision statement uh, express the direction of our church. And what we do and all that we do in this church should funnel through our mission and vision statements. So here is our new mission statement. Follow Jesus, love like Jesus. That's it. Follow Jesus, love like Jesus. Today I will talk about what it means to follow Jesus. Next weekend, I'll be preaching on living a life of loving like Jesus, love like Jesus. After that, Pastor Junior will introduce the new vision statement. Then on the last Sabbath of November, I will wrap up the series and preach on vision in action. Okay? So that's our four-part series on mission and vision in the month of November. If you miss any of the four-part series, please watch it uh, or, or live stream it 
Well, or watch the recording um, on LAKC YouTube channel. Yes, we do have a YouTube channel. Please click subscribe. Okay. <laughs> or you can listen to it on our church podcast. Okay? I don't want anyone missing this or, or anyone not knowing our church mission or vision statement. After like, like next year, I don't want anyone coming like, I don't know our church mission statement. I don't want anyone to be uninformed of our mission and vision statements. Okay? Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for um, just allowing us to uh, be here with you in this house of God. Thank you for this beautiful Sabbath. Thank you for this, these beautiful people here. As we open the Bible, open our hearts also. In Jesus' name, amen. What's our mission statement again? Okay, so I'm going to say follow Jesus. You say love like Jesus, okay? Follow Jesus. Follow Jesus. Very good. Very good. We also have a hashtag. Yes, so every time you, you post something on church, I want you to do, you see that hashtag? FJHeartLJ. That's our church hashtag from now on. Isn't that cute? Yes, I know you love it. I know you love it, and you're going to always use it when you, whenever you post something, okay? The hashtag. What? Well, well uh, yeah, emo- yeah, the emoji is in the middle. Can't you see it right there? FJ? All right. Confused teenagers. Anyway, um, <laughs> what else is new? Anyway, <laughs> um, follow, follow Jesus is the reason why we're here. That's why we go to church. That's why we form a community together. There's a personal invitation from Jesus to each and every one of us to follow. Throughout the gospel, the the word Jesus came back to over and over and over again is simply the word follow. And here's the thing. Uh, Jesus extended this invitation to follow to every kind of person imaginable. To rich people, poor people, spiritual people, non-spiritual people, old people, young people, religious people, irreligious people, educated, uneducated, tall, short, medium, whatever, all kinds of people. He would just say, follow me. A lot of people are shocked. They're like, OMG, who invited the tax collector? Right? Like, How did fishermen get here? They were called not for their skill sets. It was not about what they can bring to the table. In fact, they were not the sharpest tools in the shed. And I'm not just talking about the invitations to the disciples. We know Jesus invited all kinds of people throughout the gospel, follow me, follow me, follow me. Not just the med school students. Okay, are you listening to the church? Not just, amen, right? 
not just the people in healthcare system. You know what I mean? It can be confusing here in Lomar in the church because, like, how come everyone seems to be doing the same exact thing? Right? Let's not get confused. Our occupation has nothing to do with Jesus' invitation to follow him or his invitation to follow him here in our church. All of us are invited to follow Jesus. Turn with me to today's main text. John chapter 10, verse 27. John chapter 10, verse 27. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. This is one of my favorite Bible verses of all time. The whole, the whole uh, chapter, this chapter, chapter 10, is about Jesus being our good shepherd. Now, I want everyone to notice this. To Jesus, it's been always about relationships. It's been always about relationships. Check this out. Jesus said, God is my father and I am his son. Jesus said, God is our father and we are his children. Right? And God said, um, Jesus said, he, God is the vine, we are the branches. God is the vine, we are the branches. We are so connected with God. He's a source of life. Without him, we're, we're nothing. So there is that relationship, that connection. And look at today's verse. He's the shepherd. He's a shepherd and we are the sheep. So relational. Like, he, he knows us. You know the song, I have a father, he calls me his own. You want me to sing it? I'm not going to sing it. He knows my name. He knows my every thought. He sees each tear that falls, and he hears me when I call. Jesus likes us. He does. He, he would not be put off by your sins. Jesus would not be uncomfortable with you even with all of your problems and issues. And we, we know this. We, we have all kinds of issues. But Jesus says, I still like you. I still want to have a relationship with you. Jesus, knowing even your every thought, knowing what you did last summer, knowing what you did last night, knowing what you did the last time when you're alone, still wants you to follow him. That's powerful. Pastor Andy Stanley says, the invitation to follow Jesus is an invitation to relationship. The invitation to follow Jesus is an invitation to relationship. Our mission statement is about this relationship journey. Okay? 
something interesting here is that Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice. But some versions say, My sheep know my voice. Well, Jesus said in John chapter, same chapter, chapter, four, verse, uh, chapter 10, verse 4, the sheep follow their shepherd because they know his voice. The sheep know the voice of the shepherd. I had a, uh, I had a dog named Prince. Celeste, don't cry, okay? <laughs> he was literally the world's best dog ever. I mean, since he was a little puppy, I mean, so well behaved and just a perfect dog, okay? So when he was little, um, when we got him, when he was a puppy, I would whistle and give him a treat, okay? And sometimes before I feed him, I would just whistle and feed him. So we came to a point where it didn't matter where he was, if I whistled, he would run at me, Okay? Uh, one time, when our family was away uh, and came back home, I couldn't find him. We, we looked for him all over the house, all over the backyard, but we could not find him. So I actually went out to the street, and I whistled. Do you want to hear the whistle that I did? Okay, turn off the mic or turn it down. I whistled. <laughs> pretty good, huh? That's pretty good. So I whistled a few times, and then way far, far away, I saw this yellow dot running, running. His tongue's out like right here, running at me. My dog, he knew my whistle. He recognized my whistle. That's what John 10 verse 27 is describing. Jesus knows us and we know him. We recognize his voice and we follow him. If Jesus is not our shepherd, we're not going to recognize his voice. He might know you, but you might not know him. He knows us and we know him. That is the relationship we want to have. That is what our church, what our church wants to be about. We simply want to be in this relationship with him. Every year, at least a couple times a year or even more, I attend seminars, okay? Um, um, it, it's pastors, continuing education. Yes, we go to continuing education too, okay? So I go to different seminars and everything. And all the seminars that I go to, it's all called same thing. Pretty much they're all called leadership seminars. Okay, they're all leadership seminars. 99% of the time, these meetings are called the leadership seminars. Pastors' retreats, pastors' seminars, pastors' conventions, even theological seminaries, all of these strive to make leaders. All about leadership. 
we, we learn about uh, what, what kind of leaders we are. We go through uh, DISC leadership style, like N-I-S-K-S-C, uh, four colors, personality uh, of, of, of different tests, so you can find out what kind of uh, leaders you are. Nine personality types of Enneagram. Um, all of these, like trying to figure out the best way to make pastors good and great leaders. You know, I write all kinds of recommendation letters. In fact, uh, my recommendation letter, um, the, the success rate to get you into Loma Linda University is like 99%. Just letting you know. Okay? Just letting you know. Like, you know, my reg letter, man, with the prayer with it, it's powerful. Anyway, <laughs> um, um, schools always ask you, what kind of leader is this person that you're recommending? Like, what kind of leadership qualities does this person have? I've never seen red little questionnaires. What kind of follower is this person? If you search the Bible, we find something very interesting in this regard. The Bible doesn't really speak much about leadership. It doesn't. The spiritual gifts listed on the Bible do not have leadership. All about servants, serving, following. I feel like Jesus will look at us and say, Who said anything about leading? I only talked about following. Mostly the Bible speaks on following, not leading. Jesus wants us to follow him, and maybe, maybe on the way to following Jesus, we can somehow lead. You know what I mean? By his grace, for his honor. Over and over, the Bible teaches us to follow. Over and over, Jesus teaches us to follow him. John chapter 10, verse 4 says, My sheep know my voice, and they follow me. Matthew chapter 10, verse 38 says, Anyone who does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. The Great Commission in Matthew chapter 28 says, To make disciples of all people. Well, disciples were not leaders. They were followers. Of Jesus. In John chapter 21, uh, Jesus reinstates Peter, right? And everyone thinks this is a passage about leadership because um, Jesus comes back and he goes, uh, after Peter uh, denying Jesus, uh, Jesus says, Peter, do you, Simon Peter, do you love me? And he says, Jesus, I love you. And Jesus says, feed my sheep. Simon, do you, do you love me? Jesus, I love you. Do you feed, uh, feed my sheep? Simon, Peter, do you love me? Jesus, you know that I love you. And Jesus says, what? Feed my sheep. But here's the thing. Listen to this. At the end, he actually does something different. It totally sounds like leadership because Jesus is saying, um, feed my sheep, feed my sheep. Verse 18, 
Very true. This is after going through all three times. Very truly, I tell you, when you were younger, this is Jesus talking to Peter. When you were younger, you dressed yourself and went wherever you wanted. But when you're old, you will stretch out your, your hands and someone else will dress you and, and lead you where you do not want to go. In verse 19, Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. Then Jesus said to him, follow me. Feed my sheep, feed my sheep, feed my sheep. But at the end, the words that Jesus had for Peter was, follow me. Jesus never once said, I've come to turn all of you to great leaders. But he wanted all of them to be great followers. Our mission statement is follow Jesus. Loma Linda Church, I pray that you respond to Jesus' call to follow. Come follow me. It is a problem if the church is filled with too many leaders but no followers. Healthy churches are filled with followers of Jesus. If you think about it, we don't like following. We don't like following. We don't even like the idea of following. Isn't that right? Whenever you go somewhere, whenever you like eat together with people, we're always about like, oh, I want my agenda to, to, to happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to follow other people, what they're saying. I have my agenda. I have what I want, right? I remember since I was little, my, my parents always prayed for all three of us. I have my older brother and older sister. And um, I still remember because they prayed this like every day. When they prayed, they never said, please, God, help our children to be great followers. They never prayed that. They always prayed that help God so that my children become the heads, not the tails. Uh, that was their prayer all the time. I do recognize the importance of leaders, but we do need to become followers first. Great followers become great leaders. You see, Jesus himself, was a great follower. It's true. Jesus always followed the Spirit. Jesus followed the will of the Father. And Jesus became the greatest leader of all mankind. You know, social media is all about following. Right? I sometimes check on my Instagram, like, see how many followers I have. Like eight. <laughs> Wall Street Journal reported that while influencers, do you guys know what influencers mean? So, influence influencers are well. Um, that means they have a lot of followers. Like some of them have like they're like at celebrity level because they have so many followers. Anyway, while influencers. With as few as 10,000 followers can 
score marketing partnerships. Uh, the compensation is typically um, free products or up to $150. Once they reach 1 million followers, the payment rise considerably up to $15,000 a post. Man, I need to change my occupation. I need to, like, please click follower on my, I'm just kidding. Uh, We literally live in the times of everyone is saying, follow me, follow me, follow me. Instagram says, follow me. Twitter says, follow me. Your friends say, follow me, follow my post. Uh, The world says, follow me, follow me, follow me. Here's the reality, though. We live in a day and age where it means almost nothing, almost nothing to identify yourself as a Christian. According to research, almost four out of five Americans identify as Christians, but in that group, so-called, in that so-called Christian groups, less than half of them are involved with their church on a weekly basis. They don't really go to church. They just go show up at church here and there. It's not number, their priority. Less than half of them actually believe that the Bible is accurate. Whereas this group believe that they are saved by Jesus, but they do believe that they're saved by Jesus. Uh, their beliefs and their lifestyles are virtually indistinguishable from world around them. Definition of nominal Christians. Christians just by name. So many concluded that Christians are not that different from the rest of the world. Loma Linda Church, the call to follow Jesus is a call to be different from the world. I'm going to say it one more time so there's no confusion in this church. When our mission statement is to follow Jesus, when we say I'm a follower of Jesus, it doesn't mean that I just show up to church. Are you listening? You don't just get to call yourself I'm a Christian. We need to actually follow Jesus and it's a calling that we're going to accept because we make a decision to be different from the world. So many of us culturally identify ourselves as Christians, but biblically are not followers of Jesus. This is how Pastor David, Dave Platt explains it. It's a hypothetical situation. Didn't happen to me, but it's a story, okay? So let's say that one day the worship started, but I... I came to church 30 minutes late, okay? The children's spotlight, done. Uh, praise team, they're all done leading. And uh, we're just waiting for Richard to come out through that door, but like, oh, he's late. So just we're all waiting for him to show up. So I'm like 30 minutes late. I come here and I go, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm late. Um, 
uh, on the way here, uh, I had a flat tire. My house is really close, but it's a hypothetical situation, okay? All right, and I, I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, I, I had a flat tire, and while I was fixing my tire, uh, a huge truck, 18-wheeler, came and hit me. So um, it hurt, okay? <laughs> uh, I, I got up and uh, finished fixing the tire, um, and here I am. Like, I'm so sorry I'm late. I know it's a hypothetical situation, but nobody would have believed that story. Why is that? Why is that? Tell me why. Why, why, do you not, why would you not believe that story? Huh? We have a very smart young man right here. He said, Pastor, you'll be in the hospital. And that is absolutely correct. If I got hit by us, like a, like a semi... I wouldn't be the same. I would look different. And here is the point I'm trying to make. If we have met Jesus, our lives will be so impacted that all of us will be completely different. We wouldn't look the same. We wouldn't live the same life. we wouldn't be able to live the same life as we know it in the world. Isn't that true? If we meet the King of kings, the the Lord of lords, the creator, the redeemer, the master of the universe, if we have met him, we should be different. The master of the universe who holds the key to the death and the life. And if we begin to follow him, we would be different. We would look different. Things are going to be different. Things are going to look different. If you respond to this call, everything in your life should change. Things about your life are going to be different. There is going to be repentance. There will be renouncement of many things in the world, many things in my life. When the disciples were called to follow Jesus, they left some stuff behind. They left their comfort and possessions for uncertainty. If someone told you that living a life of Christianity is about signing a prayer card um, or commitment card or or, or raising a hand in decision or coming up to the stage um, in altar call or submerging your body into baptistry and then keep your life as you know it, it's not true. If you become a follower of Jesus, you lose your life as you know it. Okay, I want to be clear here. Not every follower of Christ should lose their career 
We should never abandon our family. But one thing for sure is that as followers of Jesus, we no longer live for comfort and certainty. I understand. I understand how important your school is, your your career is. But now, our school and career should revolve around Jesus. We submit to however Jesus wants to use us. I understand how valuable our positions are. We work very hard for it. But now our positions do not possess us anymore. They're simple tools for our ministry. I understand how precious your family is. Yes, we should love our spouses and our our, our children and honor our parents, but they should not become our idols. They're gifts from God. They should never sit on top of God. I understand how important your relationship is. You love Him and, and she loves you. And I do want all of you to get married. But you should not be consumed with your relationships. Jesus should be your priority. Have a relationship with Jesus first. Self is no longer our God. Success is no longer our goal. Certainty is no longer our priority. Safety is no longer our priority. We no longer bow to the idolatry of comfort, possessions, and certainty. We no longer listen to the voice of Satan or the devil. We hear the voice of our shepherd, Jesus Christ, and follow him. That Loma Linda Church is our mission statement. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for calling us. We thank you for the invitation to follow you. Lord, I do not know what everyone is going through in this church right now. There may be some people who are here for the first time. There may be here Um, some people who have, who have come to church for a while, but they're here. But somehow, today, you brought this message saying that you are their shepherd. You know them. It's just that they need to recognize your voice. And the invitation is to follow you. Father, I pray that you work within the hearts of the people. I pray that you pour out your Holy Spirit and they may be present in the hearts of the people this morning so that as our church mission mission statement says, we may follow you. And that's what we do and all we do in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.